Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. But before we do that, can I share the Word of God with you for a moment? And, and I love this. this is not a Christmas card kind of a message, but I believe it'll speak to every single one of us. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 8. We've been in this series through the whole month of December on So Great a Salvation. Let me read it to you. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I love it when God says you don't need to be scared about what is about to happen. You don't need to be frightened by the size of what I'm doing. You don't need to let worry and concern occupy the part of your heart because what I'm going to do is something so special and so great. He said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. God always speaks about what He's going to do. He's going to do something. I believe that 2023, as great as 2022 has been and certainly has been in the life of this church anyway, I believe that 2023 is going up another notch. I believe it's going to be a great year of opportunity. So I feel like even in this passage, which is not my message and not what I'm going to speak on, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting already before next year comes to begin to encourage some of you that the dream you have in your heart, that the thing that you feel like God is asking you to do, which may seem so large and so daunting, in its breadth and in its size and impact that somehow or other you could feel like, oh, I'm worried. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not confident that I'm the right person for the job. And the angel's words, I believe, are a prophetic word for every single one of us. Do not be afraid because I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy, which is going to be to everybody, not just to you, not just for you, not just about you, but your life is meant to make a difference beyond all of that. Then verse 11, which is where I'm going to speak from. Verse 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. There's born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour. The longer I walk with God, the more grateful I am that Jesus is more than my friend, that Jesus is more than God, that Jesus is more than my helper, my strength. He's more than my answer. He's more than my wisdom. I love the fact that Jesus is my Saviour. He's the one who saves. Now, the first revelation of Christ is this one. He's the one who saves. And you know, right through this year, if I think back to some of the things that have hit the news over this past year, I'm reminded of of people that have been celebrated and have even received medals and all kinds of stuff because they saved. There was a, a guy this year who paddled out, saw his mate out in trouble at that isolated beach and paddled his board out there to save his friend. And everybody, you know, interviews him and talks about how wonderful he is. There's been people in our emergency services who've put themselves in harm's way for the sake of others. Oftentimes they've not even met those people. 
And so the focus rightly, properly is that we want to honour those who save. But let me just give you something to think about for a minute. How strange it is then that often when we come to the Saviour, we don't focus in on His ability to save. We don't talk about how great He is. We don't fill our minds filled with His power to be able to redeem, to be able to take a life that's broken and make it whole. We don't fill our minds with His ability to calm the storms that often come in life. Somehow or other, and I've watched this over the years uh, in this great country of Australia and other countries around the world where I've been, because it seems to me everyone's the same, that when we come to God, often our focus is on the size of our failure. It's on how often we've fallen yet again. Here I've stumbled in that same sin, that same mistake. And yet none of these verses, none of the declaration of the angels is about the brokenness of humanity, about the wrongdoing and the injustice. None of it is about the failure of humanity. It's simply wanting to put right in front of us rather than our brokenness and rather than our dysfunction. He puts there, I don't know about you, but I find Christmas brings out the best and the worst in humanity. I talked to some people who, I was in a shopping centre the other day and I was watching people pushing their trolleys around with such aggro. I felt like I was in the Dodgem cars at the, you know, at the Perth Royal Show, you know. I was, seriously, I was watching these people and they were like, get out of my way. And I don't know whether something was on sale or, or what, but I actually said to the lady at the checkout that attends there, I said, is it my imagination or is there more aggro around this year than there usually is? She just looked at me and she said, it's water off a duck's back. Well, it probably wasn't the conversation I was trying to have really, but she just said, I see so much of it, it just goes. And, you know, so often we come to the Saviour and we're so focused on what we aren't. And what I want to present to you tonight and what I want you to think about, is not about you and all your doubts. Not about you and your fears, not about you and your mistakes. We've all got them, but it's not about that. But he says, heaven declares to us, there is a Saviour. And he says it's for all people. People aren't born Christians, they get born again Christians. Nobody is a Christian from birth. Rather, you may have parents that were Christians. When you were born, they've tried to raise you with a knowledge and awareness of God. But your decision and mine is to come and discover a Saviour for ourselves. I want to give you just quickly tonight, before we introduce our special guest, the four things you're never going to hear from your Saviour. Are you ready? Here's four things He's never going to say and He's never going to think. Number one, He's never ever going to say and He's never ever going to think it's too hard. The size of your problem is too great. I'd never be able to handle that. God isn't sitting on the throne tonight worried about the size of the problems in the world. I've got to remind myself of this because as a Christian leader who's got vision for changing the entire world, I believe in that. I really believe that God wants to change the world. And sometimes my human mind says to me, it's too hard. There's too much brokenness. There's too much pain. Injustice can seem too great. That's why Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, 
is so powerful. It says this, Therefore He is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. I'll read you the first part of that again. It says this, Therefore He is also able to save. I don't know what your issue is tonight. I don't know what family problem you're facing. I don't know what difficulty physically or mentally or emotionally or financially or whatever spiritually you're facing. But you will never hear Jesus ever think or say about you, sorry, it's too hard. Here's the second thing that you'll never ever hear Him say that He'll never ever think is it's too late. You know, you've committed too many sins. You've broken my law too many times. Well, you know, you had your chance back there. Remember that time you were in church and you never responded? Well, it's too late. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Think about this a minute. God doesn't have a past. And if God doesn't have a past and God doesn't have a future, the only thing God ever has is a now. Are you with me? God's only got a now. It's now. You and I have got a yesterday and we've got a tomorrow. But my Bible says He's the Alpha, the beginning, and He's the Omega and the ending. And He's all of those all at the same time. So when this verse says, behold, now is the accepted time, what it's really saying is, it doesn't matter what your time looks like. It doesn't matter how many chances you may have had you never took. It doesn't matter how many opportunities you never seized. He says, I'm going to bring you a now moment for you. He's never going to say to you, come on, you got to get this. It's never too late. I've met so many people who've said to me, oh, Jeff, you know, I could have had a great life, but I, I really messed up when I was a young person. I've spoken to people all kinds of brokenness and all kinds of, of things in their past. And they think that those things now become such a big past that there can be no now moment for them. Look at that verse again. Behold, now is the accepted time. God's got a now moment for every single one of us. Here's the third one. First one, it's too hard. Second one, it's too late. Third one, I can't be bothered. I thank God Jesus is never going to say, oh, not you again. You know, there's a verse, I was only reading it the other day because uh, someone asked me about it. It's in the book of Isaiah, I think, where God challenges one of the kings and He says, ask of me a sign in the heights above or in the earth below. And the king, thinking he's being really spiritual, says to God, he says, God, I'm not going to ask you a sign. And the Lord gives a very strange answer. He doesn't say, you bother me when you ask. He says, you bother me when you don't ask. He says, will you, this is the verse, will you weary me by not asking? Think about that a minute. God isn't looking at your life and going, oh man, like I wish they'd just leave it alone. Like hello. Anybody here ever think sometimes God must be sick of you? But you know what? He's never sick of you. He's never sick. Come on. He's, come on. You've got to get this. You've got to get this. I hope you're here tonight and I hope this is going to help you because you can go out of here and go, it can't be too hard. 
It can't be too late. And it's certainly not that he can't be bothered. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary. And I think about that and I think, you know, he'd just been ministering all day. Uh, when I was in Cambodia recently, I think I preached 10 times, did two prayer sessions of two hours each. And I want to tell you, you know, I, I, I've got a small glimpse of what it's like to go for a long time of ministry from early morning till into the evening. And so Jesus doesn't look and go, hey, hold on everyone, I'm tired. Hello, I'm just taking five. You know, like one of those signs you see when you go to the cafe and they say back in 10 minutes. So you kind of look at them and go, will it really be 10 or is it going to be 50? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jesus, He's weary, but He's got compassion because they are. Come on. Jesus is looking at your life tonight and He's looking at mine and I can't be bothered is definitely not one of the things that's in his mind. Here's the last one, number four. You're never going to hear Jesus ever say, yeah, well, it's your fault. Now, I don't know about the rest of you here. Occasionally, I feel like telling some people, well, it's your own fault. But can I be that honest? Am I allowed to be that human? Or have I just dashed the thoughts of some of you here that thought your pastor was perfect? By that laughter, I can tell no one thought that at all. But you think about all the times Jesus could have said it's your fault. He hangs on a cross and He says, Father, forgive them. But He doesn't say who the them is. The most powerful part of that phrase is He's not saying, well, forgive the Romans because after all, that's just the way they are. But don't forgive the Jewish rulers because they should have known better. Think about it. He includes everyone in the Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. In Matthew 11, verse 28, a great verse to remember. He says, come unto me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What a beautiful thing it is to have a Saviour in our life and for our life. Amen. Oh, I pray tonight that you will have inside of your heart, go out of here. He's not the baby in the manger. He's not the little boy growing up, going up to Jerusalem at the age of 12. Then we don't hear from him another 18 years until he's 30 and gets baptised in the River Jordan. The Bible tells me that now he's began as my Saviour. He's proven his love on the cross and he's still my Saviour. Amen. Oh, look, I don't know about the rest of you here. Maybe that doesn't mean as much to you as it certainly does to me. But on the times when I feel at my weakest, I'd say to him, but Jesus, you're still my Saviour. Amen. He didn't save me and then say, but the rest of it's up to you. He said, I'm your Saviour at the start. I'm your Saviour at the end. And I'll be your Saviour in the middle. Amen. Now I want to welcome him. Here's our very special guest. Would you help him? Here he comes, Pastor, Reverend, Doctor, Michael Battersby. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Who loves Christmas, eh? It's such a good, good time. It's not always easy for every, every, uh, every family. There's always things that are going on. 
Uh, sometimes people are, are not with family, they don't have their family with them, or maybe they've just had things that have caused their year to not finish uh, in, in the right space. But I just love the fact, that, as Jeff said, that on the radio, on the TV, on the shops, uh, certainly in our country, they're still saying the name of Jesus. It's the Christ Mass, the Christ, the Anointed One, Jesus the Saviour. And this song, like I shared, it's not a Christmas carol, but it does encapsulate what Pastor Jeff talked about. He is able to save. When you feel like you're not good enough or worth saving or it's too late or that maybe God wouldn't be bothered with you or maybe you've mucked up too many times, he comes and says, I am able to save to the uttermost. Here we go. Show us the reason to live 
Thank you. If you knew that song, it means you're almost as old as me, or at least as old as me. But that song is all about the fact that Jesus came for a reason. He didn't need to add to the world's philosophical ideas or some new invention. He came because the world needed a saviour. And the world still needs a saviour more than ever. And so I'm just going to ask everyone in this building, and maybe you're at home, just join us. If I can just ask you, close your eyes just for a moment. We have a thing here at Metro Church. It's called Yes. It simply says yes to Jesus because Jesus is the Saviour. He's the only one who does save. There's not a thousand and one ways to try and dig yourself out of trouble. You might do it for a while. I'm always looking at YouTube for new ways of doing things, new ways of solving problems. But the problem of the human condition, the problem of sin in our soul can only be saved with changed by one person, the Saviour. His blood shed for us. His name is Jesus. And if you'd like to say, I need that fresh start, I need that brand new start in my life. I need to be born again. I need to be saved to have my life put in its right place so I can be free from all these things that constantly barrage me. I want to be free. I want the Saviour to come and save me tonight. If you'd like to say yes to Jesus, just say yes right now in your own heart, in your own life. Say, Lord, I say yes to you. Lord, I say yes to your price that you paid for me. Lord, you broke the rules of life-saving. The rules of life-saving are look after yourself, otherwise you can't save anyone. But God, you gave your life. You died so that I could live. So tonight, Lord, we come and we say yes to you. We say yes. Lord Jesus, we say yes to you. everyone. Have an awesome, awesome, blessed time. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Well, sorry. That's beautiful songs. And thank you so much for singing them. Thank you for having not just talent, but a heart for God. You know, Michael, I always love it. I was standing side stage watching Michael talk about people giving their life to Jesus. I love that when you hear someone and you know it's not a patter, it's not something to say, but it's something they deeply feel and deeply believe. You know, you can say yes to Jesus. I hope many of you already have just right where you are. But I'd love to pray for anybody here in this place. You say, Jeff, I've given my yes to Jesus. Let's just close our eyes a minute. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's here in this place and those online as well. Many of these people, Lord, will have already said yes to You and they're following You as their Saviour and they're grateful for all You've done. But Lord, there'd be some who are like I was years ago, going, can it be that easy? Can that really work? And I'm so grateful, Jesus, for Your prompting that I said yes to, began to discover that You really are the Saviour. So I thank you for these ones right now.
pray, God, for those that are giving you their yes, that this beginning of a brand new life for them, discovering all that you have for them, let it be something wonderful every single day. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Look this way if you would a minute. If you've given your yes to Jesus in your heart, I'd love you to take the next step and, and send us your yes, your Y-E-S. Just simply do that using that text line that's up there on the screen for you. You know, I've sat, I stood here and watched some people take a photo of it from where they are going, I want to remember that for later. 0488 826 392. If you want to get a help via email or if you're outside of Australia, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you're with us on the Metro Church online platform, you just click on the Yes button. But whichever way it is, you know, there's people that'll be praying for you the moment that Yes comes in. And I pray that you'll take this Christmas time to be the beginning of a new walk with God for your life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thank you, Michael. I believe we have one more carol. Yes, before we have our white Christmas. Before we have our Christmas cake, our white Christmas, our sparkling, non-alcoholic grape juice. Beautiful. That's out there, yeah, for everybody. So this is like grace before we have our our food. Yeah, if if that's the way you want to do (laughs) it. And it's going to be funky. It's going to be funky. So I need everyone standing up and I need everyone clapping on two and four. Oh, right. All right. None of this one and three business that you grew up with, right? Two and four. (laughs) Two and four. Joy to the world, everybody. Here it is. Come Stand on, thanks. See.
smiling take that smile right through christmas eve right through christmas day even if you're having christmas with the in-laws and cousins you didn't really like just take that smile and bring some joy to the world enjoy our cafe fair god bless thanks again